0: Welcome, welcome, one and all! Welcome into season six of the Scotty Johnny podcast. This is for Aaron and I now seven seasons recording because we were previously at the uh, last word on sports, and we had the uh, green, gold, and bold podcast there. But uh, we pulled it off to come here and do Wisconsin instead of just uh, just Packers alone. But here we are, season six, uh, starting off again with the beginning of another Packer season, because we are still, while we focus on all Wisconsin sports, a Packer centric podcast. I'll tell you off the bat uh, that first off, this show is still on, I guess, X. We are Xing on X, doing all the Xing uh, on X. Um, we're not on X, uh, to be clear, we are not doing ecstasy. Uh, but we're on the platform now known as X, which is the dumbest rebrand since new Coke and maybe dumber. But uh, either way, we're on that platform at Scotty, Johnny pod. You can find me at not so humble host. And you can also find Aaron. Aaron is at cheddar talk. And you're saying, John, John, why are you giving us that news? And why isn't Aaron asking you how you're doing? And then suddenly responding about how he's doing rather than waiting for your reply. Well, the answer to that is simple. The answer is that Aaron is not with us this week. He's still with us, just uh, not with us this week because he's still up north uh, with his family out there by Duluth. Duluth is not the boondocks, but apparently he's in the boondocks. So uh, we'll see him again shortly and get going on this. But with us this week, we have uh, the, uh, the guru uh, of the draft, our in-house draft consultant, Joshua Barnett. And how are you today, Josh? Absolutely peachy. How are you? I'm doing very well. Did you see how that worked, where we have the exchange where I ask you how you are, I let you answer.
1: Yeah, I've been watching some film on Aaron, and um, I know he doesn't. So uh, <laughs> just listen. Got to work on that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's okay. It it's the dynamic we have, and we're very <laughs> glad to have it. So I wouldn't change anything. You know, wouldn't change it. I know you're on Twitter. How do people find you on Twitter? Uh, Josh Barn 66. This um, is important that you follow Josh Barn. Do it 66 uh, because mostly he's retweeting me and other people. Uh, so that's the biggest thing you can get. Is uh, he will also show you things I've tweeted.
1: That's that's like my best asset. So yeah, yeah do it. Yeah,
0: it's a service to to the community basically. Uh, so we we all appreciate that, and uh, we actually have stuff to talk about this week. So. We're going to get rolling right into everything, and we're going to start with a segment that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right. So this week, I guess to start things off, Josh, you and I attended Packers training camp. That did happen. Yeah. We, uh, we recorded without permission a little bit. Illegally. But I didn't post it. Uh, all I did with my recordings is share it with family and also shared some of it with uh, other writers at Acme Packing Company. But I did it on our team Slack chat, uh, not on, I didn't put it on Twitter. Because I respect the team and the 75-year-old lady who told us to stop recording repeatedly. Uh, she wasn't, she didn't actually ever address that to me, even though I was obviously recording. I like to pretend like I'm clicking the camera every now and then, so it looks like I'm not just recording. You know, like move my thumb on my phone, like I'm taking pictures of stuff, but I wasn't. It was fun. It was beyond that, though. It was a great time. Uh, I love going to Packers training camp. Uh, see what we've got there. Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, hot. It was hot though. It was. It gets warm. It's not warm right now in Wisconsin, but uh, we got to see them before they took off to Cincinnati, because uh, they did end up having, uh, you know, the two team practices there uh, in Cincinnati for a couple days before the game. Uh what were the things you were looking for at camp and also to make a compound question what were the things you saw that you liked
1: Uh well I was looking for uh really seeing who's going to be the slot receiver that was one of the things I was looking at okay. I was also looking at some of the line um seeing you know who's working with what teams And I think some of that was worked on in the first preseason game as well um yeah but we see we saw Reed as basically the number 1 slot
0: Yeah He's going to be that three in the keeping. Uh looks like Watson and Dobbs, like Watson and Dobbs, out Dobbs there. are the clear one and two right now. Is what it looked like. Yeah, so that's that'll bring me to actually kind of the first things I wanted to talk about with this. Uh, well, the first thing you bring up is the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is Myers still going to be that guy there? I don't uh, know. Tom looks really good. Yeah, and that's the interesting part. They've been playing Tom at center quite a bit. He's been running with the twos. Um, he was doing snaps with uh, Sean Clifford while we were at camp when they just did snaps only. They did snaps and then their steps. Yeah. Um, and they had him going with the twos along with Runyon. Uh, and I kind of like Runyon in that spot too. Myers, I'm not sure. There's not quite the clicking there. Um, but Tom looked like he added some weight this year is what he's been talking about to try to get his anchor better uh, in the game. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic pass blocker. Uh, they're looking to start him at right it looks like the right tackle spot. But yeah, uh having him at center is an interesting idea. I don't know. Between him and Runyon, if if you're moving on from Myers at some point, between him and Runyon, what's the one you're you're leaning towards, Josh? Uh probably Tom.
1: He's younger, right?
0: Like a year younger.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. He he came from Wake Forest, right? Yes. Uh, pass heavy. And if we just, I don't know, I feel like Runyon's a better balanced, but he's nowhere close to Zach Tom at pass blocking.
0: Okay. I like I like keeping him there at guard too because you want that kind of, you know, uh sitting and laying when you had him there at guard. The, the big part is that you got two angry guys who just kind of do angry things. And and yeah. they're more for the run block than the guard the tackles are. Uh so having kind of an angry run blocking kind of dude up there is great. He he's not the greatest run blocker, but he's he's better at run blocking than the pass block. Yeah. So, yeah. I could see that just because you'd like to keep running where he is. He's been getting good reps out there. He's looked solid. He's not Josh Sitton, but he no. looked solid. <laughs> no, Josh Sitton was fantastic, and he's going into the Packer Hall of Fame this year along with uh, Jordy Nelson. But, yeah, no, he's, he's got something, he does well there. Uh, the other thing, though, that, that you were alluding to, is we started off talking immediately with uh, Watson and Dobbs and Reed, and I think those are the three biggest locks in terms of that receiving room But there's a lot of guys in this receiving room that are going to be interesting to look at here. And how are we going to round it out? Do we keep five or six? Is kind of a yeah.
1: That's the. I hope we keep six. So then there's no, you know, because I want Bo Melton.
0: If you've listened to the podcast before, and (laughs) like if you're a consistent listener, you know, we like Bo Melton. We do like Bo Melton. Um, Draft crush from two years ago that didn't end up being a Packer in the draft, but we went and got him late. He's number 80. If you're watching him out there. He had a catch, one catch for three yards in he, that preseason game. He's a good route runner. He's got great quickness to go it's along fast. with very good speed. Um, but, yeah, the one thing that encourages me about him is we saw him a lot in the uh, in the special team sets. Yeah, I think that's how he makes this team. Uh, and you're also going to see Jalen Reed returning punts, so that's going to be two wide receivers who are going to feature quite heavily in that one. Looking at the other guys we're talking about here, so – we still have um, Malik Heath, Samari Toure, Dontavian Wicks. Now, do you keep Bo Melton over any of those any of those guys?
1: I would, but I don't think the Packers would. The only one you're you just drafted Dontavian Wicks, so I don't think you're going to cut him. And he was a
0: he looked good out there. He, he, he had a couple very, nice he plays. Looked very good. Um, a big pass from uh, Clifford late, So he ended up yeah. actually being the leading receiver, I think. Yeah, leading receiver for Packers with uh, 68 yards. <laughs> if you look at the top five receivers uh, in terms of yards on this, all of them averaged over 10 yards. Well, 10 or more yards per catch because J- Jaden Reed had two catches <laughs> for 20 yards. So it was exactly 10. But, yeah, that's that's where it is. That's nice that way. So I'll let you get back to what you were saying, though. Oh uh, Well, it's, I
1: think it's really – If if we keep five, it's going to be between Bo Melton and um Malik Keith, I think. Okay, it's a you know UDFA to a you know second year returning guy.
0: Yeah, guy we picked up off uh, waivers basically, or did we sign him actually off their practice squad? I think it was off waivers. I could be wrong. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting group there. Like those three, I think. Well, those three plus. Bo Melton are basically fighting for what I think will be three spots yeah I think they're probably going to go with six uh, just because they're going to get a little crossover with the special teaming but yeah um, I don't know I think if I'm leaning this way I say Dontavian to Wicks Torrey and Heath I really think Bo Melton's the guy out in that group yeah uh, he might be practice squatted maybe if we can if but we can uh, if he clears yeah but Heath has looked really good. Yeah. Uh, he's it, All through the practice we saw, he's getting a lot of looks. He's getting a lot of targets. Uh, four targets in this game, three catches, 36 yards. Uh, what you're looking at is those target numbers. Patrick Taylor had five targets in this game. How crazy is and that? And he caught man? all of them, five catches. For eight yards. Eight <laughs> yards. <laughs> so, yeah, that's – I don't know about that. But still, it's um, Torrey and Bo Melton are the same dude. Yeah, like, but we drafted Toure, so he has the yeah. advantage. He has that. He played longer. He had a couple big uh, plays last year. The big one against the Lions, where he just he made like three different Lions defenders look silly. Yeah, uh, he's he's got something there that I think is going to be interesting to watch going forward. Sadly, I just don't know that Bo Melton makes this team, and I really like him. I think he's a really good player. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a wide receiver one which is why he's probably not making his team, but I think it's a three. Uh, he's really interesting. Just you know, We've we've got Bo Melton at home in Samurai Touré. <laughs> yeah. Samari Touré. I want to say Samurai, because when I'm talking about him, I call him Samurai Touré, but that's obviously a Samari. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll call him Samurai Touré. I'd love to get a Touré jersey, but then also wear like a katana blade across the back so that everyone would know, that might be my Halloween costume, Samurai Touré. <laughs> Yeah. Um what were you gonna say there, John? Oh. You got you got something to say. The I Bengals say it. picked up Chase Brown. Yeah, A ton of carries, good producer. Uh I would have been okay with him for the Packers late rounds, uh, which is kind of where he, he ended up going. But yeah, he, he works well. The, the Cincinnati is gonna to need to replace uh their guys pretty soon. Don't they have P Ryan now too?
1: I don't think he they do anymore. Yeah. I, I think Cincinnati's kind of just Joe Mixon and who knows. What what he's doing now? Um, How long he'll stay in with all the stuff that he does? Not good stuff. Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, so there's a lot there, but that's that's a different team, so we're not going to worry about that. Not uh, deal. They also have Captain America, Chris Evans, apparently, in the running back field. No, running I'm back from jumping. Ole Miss. Yeah, I know. Um, but the biggest thing I think the the two big stories because we're bearing the lead here, we wanted to talk about what we wanted to talk about because we're leading in from practice first. And We're gonna talk about what we're gonna talk about, and yeah. you're gonna like it. <laughs> Well, we started off, we were looking at the linemen and the receivers more in camp, I think. Um, yeah. One of the other guys we loved watching in camp uh, was Carrington Valentine. Yep. And he showed up. The pick was not his fault. Um, a better throw, and that's just a long pass. I mean, he's on him. Yeah. It's solid coverage. It's just a turnaround route, kind of really hard to defend. But Yeah, he's playing them deep, don't get beat deep, and uh, the the throw is too far on that one because it's a, it's a hitch, deep hitch. So yeah, that one wasn't his fault, but he played very well, played very physically. Uh, he could have been called a couple times, but he, <laughs> he wasn't. He really could have been called a couple times for passing an pass interference there, and that's going to be something to watch as the season goes on. He's a little handsy.
1: But you can you can teach you can't really teach aggressiveness,
0: you can tone it down though. Yeah. So, that's good. Um but of course, the two leads are are going to be uh Emmanuel Wilson having 111 yards on 6 carries, including the the giant 80-yard run that he bounced back against the grain to go the other way around and then outran the safety down the sideline. Good speed um, where he fits into this backfield with Goodson and Taylor uh, is going to be hard to see because I don't see them going more than three deep. Um, I mean – I could see – I think – I'm a big fan of Goodson,
1: but I think one of them goes on the practice squad again. I don't know if we keep Taylor – I think Wilson and Goodson are fighting for the RB three.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll keep our eyes on that going forward. Uh, Wilson obviously is going against lesser competition at the end there, but still, um, those plays were were dynamite. You want guys who can make big plays like that. Now at this point, what he's done is made one, one big play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then he had five rushes for another thirty-one yards, which is still very good. Still solid, and two, and another touchdown. Yeah. So that part was big and that was a big day for him. And that gives him the leg up. I think he's going to get more carries going forward. Maybe he'll get some reps with the twos. Um, maybe he'll start stealing some of those carries away from Goodson and, and Taylor in the next game. So we'll we'll all be keeping our eyes on that. But, uh, of course, the biggest stories are, are the quarterbacks. Um, Magoo, he didn't do anything. Um, and, and we're worried about him. We watched him a lot in, in the camp. Um my initial impression is he's very raw. I mean, he's been around a little bit, and he was playing in the USFL the last two years.
1: Yeah, uh, just there's another footwork down. Very good improviser, but that's kind of all he offers right now.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I have to double-check on the rules on this. So he's been out for several years, and I don't know if he qualifies for practice squad, but maybe he does because he hasn't been in the league. Uh, but, yeah, he was uh, he's interesting because, yeah, he can do a lot of things. He's got great arm talent. Uh, he's got ability and he does have the ability to improvise and make things happen. he's very athletic. Uh, but yeah, his footwork comparative is 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 lacking. Uh, getting for those you you if you don't follow this, watching the quarterback's feet is it, I mean the way they step is very meticulously rehearsed every step. Uh, when you watch a team that's got uh, three guys who've been around a while, you'll watch them go through drills and they will all step exactly the same to the exact same depth to you know releasing at the exact same time because you know how far the ball goes out all those things have to be the same because if you step in for the other quarterback you you can't do something different you are running the offense the offense involves the quarterback taking very specific steps which is also true for offensive linemen mm-hmm. also true for your wide receivers you want to have uh, the timing down the steps down the way the quarterback steps away from the center is massively rehearsed. Uh, they do it with no other players. it will be the center and the quarterback only going through theirs. And when Clifford and Love and Magoo were all out there together just running through steps, uh, Clifford and and, uh, and Love, you know, they, they'd do a, a handoff and a rollout, and they're five yards deep, and they make it, and Magoo would be seven yards deep and, and like two steps late. So it's it's raw. Like it's it's just rough to to see it at this point. I yeah. don't know what he does because what NFL team is keeping three anymore? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't know about that. If they can keep on the practice squad, that'd be great. Love comes out and looks good. He has a two twelve point nine rating because he has one touchdown, no interceptions, seven of ten for forty six yards. Not big yards on the completions. I mean, he's making some plays. The one big miss that he had, because one of those incompletions is the deep ball. Safety just gets over and gets a hand on it, but that ball is right on target for Watson. Uh, If he misses it just a little bit, Watson's gone. Uh, And uh, then the one to Musgrave. Yeah, that's the biggest one, because he missed him by a lot. And from what it it looks like, um, it, it, it appeared that Dylan was supposed to kind of look check and then head out to freeze the linebacker. There's a two linebacker set there. Uh, They both came up like they're going to blitz and then both backed off. Uh, Dylan was supposed to leak out to draw the linebacker away to create that window there that he had. If you go back and watch that play again and you know, my uh, reach out to Justin Mosqueda from Acme packing showed this a lot. And this was very good point to make. Um, Loves making that throw blind because he is looking off the linebacker to the right, and it worked because the linebacker suddenly sprinted the complete opposite way of where the ball went. <laughs> yeah, and Love just turned, and he's as we say the Kentucky windage. He's he's putting it where he thinks he's going to get to, and just missed him. You know, like he he missed him by a fair amount, but he was so wide open, partially because Love was smart enough to look off the linebacker uh, on that play after Dylan failed to get out and get, yeah. get that linebacker out of the play. Because it's designed that Love doesn't have to have a designed play where he has to move the linebacker. The play was for Dylan to move the linebacker, but he didn't. And Love improvised and made it work. So that's smart on his part. Uh, I think that there's, there's good intelligence, there's good calm to him, and he's confident. And I like all those things. Because um, you need a quarterback who goes out there and feels like they can do this stuff. Sean Clifford looked like that. He should feel as confident as he looked because um, the first interception was a real timing one where he predetermined that the underneath route... We saw this one in practice, too. Yeah, Bunch right, the player from the left side is going to leak across the entire formation, come across the linebackers, and you need that bunch to clear out that way and draw all the defenders on that side to make sure that they are trying to match up with how the, you're going to break, because you don't pick one guy when you get a bunch like that. The defender is guarding... You know, I have the inside release. You have the outside release. You have the middle release, and they're all picking based on where the routes go, and they all have to stand at different depths so they don't run into each other. So it's it's more of a scheme like that that you had that, and then you run him underneath. Uh, Cincinnati cornerback uh, came off and then read it. Uh, big thing is Sean Clifford didn't read the zone. Uh, yeah, so, he also didn't really do that at Penn State. Yeah, that's that's a play where you needed to wait either fake or get it in there or step up and go um, or wait till he gets further outside and try to do that. But he came off the timing reading man and he was wrong. So that's, that was a bad throw on his part. The other interception uh, came much later. He's trying to force some stuff there, but yeah, he ends up with a 80.3 rating because he did finally go get that touchdown. He had a couple really nice on time, on target throws though. Yes. Um, And I don't think anybody who thinks he's, competing with love is not watching this game like they're not watching it, they just game. like the narrative yeah um or they like the white quarterback which is the sad thing if that's true um but no clifford didn't look like he had nearly the arm talent love did he didn't look he looked as confident but not as comfortable in the the scheme he didn't have it down as well and yeah he made some kind of dumb dumb big head mistakes. He actually ran better than I thought he would. Yeah. He's not a particularly mobile guy, but he ran outside the pocket a couple times that worked really well, I thought. Penn State he ran some. I think he had a 74 yeah. yard touchdown once. Yeah. A couple times. So that was that was good. Um like we said defensively it was great to see uh Valentine getting the getting the pick. He had three passes defended, four solo tackles. Um yeah, he looked good out there. Got <laughs> an interception for for Dallin Lovett. Yeah, he's a special teamer, just getting the time out there. Yeah, that's Lovett's only chance he's going to get a, an interception th- in his career, is is being that, that guy there. Because uh, I remember him playing last year. He is not fast enough to do much of that. But that ball got tipped. Uh, yeah. Good play there. Uh, your guy, uh, we saw some good plays from um, – yeah, Carl Brooks. Uh, Carl Brooks, yeah. Number 94, Carl Brooks. Uh, he only shows up as having one uh, – one tackle. He did have two quarterback hits, and he had some other pressures that changed the way balls came out. He he did influence the quarterback a couple other times that I thought were were really good plays, playing with the twos still, but uh, he had some nice plays. It looked like um, they were playing him towards I think the weak side, if I'm remembering, but they were definitely flipping him side to side. That was good. Jonathan Ford has looked fantastic too. I've been impressed mm-hmm. with him. Very solid run defender. Wait, Jonathan Owens or Ford? Ford. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Owens too. The other Jonathan. Um. You know, all these Johnny come lately, Jonathan's, because I was the Jonathan first uh, with the Packers, uh, and I've been here for, you know, 25 years or something. They both know. spelled correctly though. They do. How about that? J O Nathan. Uh, Owens. Did all right. He had that one play, though, that just – he came running in. Somebody else missed it, but he came running in. He came running in took a bad angle so he could cut outside. Yep, gave that one up. So that was a mistake he had early, but I didn't see any other issues from him. He did all right out there while he was out there. He still looks like he's going to be the, the strong safety, and it's going to be figuring out whether Rudy Ford or – Darnell Savage is going to be the guy outside there on the other at the free safety. My guess is still, it's going to be Darnell, I guess. Yeah,
1: I think so. And then they'll bring in
0: Rudy Ford for some more box stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, Levitt's going to make this team because he's a special teamer. And also he is, uh, he, he's a Versace special. Like he has followed him around. He played with him in Oakland. He's followed him here. It's, uh, it's kind of what he's going to be looking for there. You know who had a solid day? Shamar Jean Charles. Jean Charles. He had a couple plays on the ball that that worked well. Um,
1: That's what he can do out of college. They said,
0: "Yeah, he he they did have that. a pass defense. Uh, he had a good tackle. Yeah, he's got he's got some work to do yet. And I don't know with with what we've got up top there, the top three, yeah. and then Valentine looks look legit. Keyshawn Nix has looked fun, you know very good. That's five who are locks at this point in my mind." Mm-hmm. So you're going to say like, you know, was it Tavares Moore's out of safety, right? And then we got to look at well, Valentine, I don't think he's going to. This is a Valentine and a Valentine, and I don't so Valentine probably not. Uh yeah, there's a couple guys here who are going to be He's he's going to be in that spot there, I think. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. Um Say. Yeah, Bo, Bo Melton. Bo Melton had a tackle on special teams. Josh is just looking at that for me. Uh, T.J. Slayton, the the guys up front actually looked on defensive side looked better than maybe I, I thought they would. Slayton playing very well, Ford playing very well, uh, getting good reps out of, uh, of Carl, and uh, then also I, I don't know. I I want to see more on 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 our boy here, uh, Colby Wooden. Um. I liked him coming out of Auburn, but when I said that, I thought of him as an edge, and they're going to play him at D end, where I think he might be small. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but they definitely enjoy him, and I think he's going to, you know, he's going to get every chance he can to be on this team. Uh, with the way that they went out to get him and what they were looking for out of him, uh, we'll have to see more. The the other guy, I guess, who was kinda oddly quiet, I didn't get a lot from Van S. Yeah, I didn't
1: there was some where you're like, Okay, well he he did like he you know, he could pass his block or he'd make a guy go outside, but there's some where it's like he just missed a dude.
0: Yeah. There was there's one where they definitely ran a kick out and he couldn't I mean he pinched down, but they still had a long run based off that. Mm-hmm. And I mean that is everyone else has got to fill in once he takes that kick out. I guess he did that all right. He had one play where he almost got to quarterback, but then ran into his own guy who also almost got to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. That
1: one was not his fault.
0: No. And he had a couple where his job was to stunt and he looped inside and, you know, they they fell in for him. And the other guy looping out or slanting out didn't manage to get anywhere. Um yeah, I'll. I'll. Hopefully, we'll see more out of him. Uh, I think at this point, still Kingsley in- Inigbari is going to get a lot of those snaps. Although, as we have seen now, Rashawn Gary is off the pup list and practicing. Yeah, he's practicing. He's, he's doing some individual drills, but he was not doing live, um, one-on-one stuff. He was still doing some drills on dummies and things like that in full pads, mm-hmm. which is massively impressive. If he can come back at any point this year. If he can come back in the first three games, I'm going to be horribly excited by that. Uh, so it'll be interesting like to see what goes on there. Uh, anyhow, the Packers, now they're going to have the the Patriots coming to town, which one of my favorite things I saw this week was uh, seeing somebody say, like, what we need and what America needs is Bill Belichick on a bike, riding <laughs> some kid's bike. Yes. Uh, do other teams do that too? <laughs> no, nobody else I does I did them. not think so. It is a Packer thing. So um, Patriots did just sign uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Well, they have, it's not official yet. Yeah, well, it's, he's reporting it, uh, that he has yeah. signed a one-year deal. Uh, former Viking Delvin Cook is now going to be one of the guys competing for spots with the Jets. <laughs> with uh, Michael Carter. Brees Hall. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the other guy they just drafted this year, too. Uh, uh, Zonovan Knight. Oh, well, I was thinking of the other guy. Well, I'm forgetting his name. I watched Hard Knocks. I saw him. They like him. He's fun, too. But this is such a Jets thing to do. Uh, They're like, well, what if we just signed a bunch of big names? We were were almost good last year. What if we signed a bunch of names? They signed Dalvin Cook. They don't care what he can do. They know that everybody knows who Dalvin Cook is, and everyone will be like, the Jets are in this year. They're in it. They went all in. And as we remember from the Vikings last year, sometimes all in just doesn't work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think they try to they signed Delvin Cook so then they can give Brees Hall more time. Yeah, because they know that Brees Hall is Delvin Cook. He's but expensive younger. depth.
0: He is expensive yeah. depth. Is what he is. Um, somebody in my fantasy league made him their RB two on a sixteen team league, and I was like, well, that's awesome for the rest of us. But yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. You. This 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 Patriots team. I think the Packers are going to win this one. Only what so we said
1: last year, and we barely won
0: that. One. Well, yeah, but this is preseason. What I'm saying is <laughs> I don't trust the Patriots quarterback depth uh, because this guy uh, actually placed one bet on preseason football, and it was the Texans beating <laughs> the Patriots just because yep. uh, Patriots quarterback depth compared to the depth that's on the Texans. Like – they had three guys who would started. Like Case Keenum was the third guy off the off the bench. There, it was like, yeah, third guy rolling out there is Case Keenum. I'll take him over. I don't know who the <laughs> Patriots started after Zappi. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah,
1: um, no, like, no, they started um the dude from they started Zappi, Yeah, they
0: played played him. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, Cunningham, Malik Cunningham. Yes, but and they he didn't, looked good allegedly. I did not really. Want he to him. looked alright. Just they didn't do anything against that uh, that defense and looked like. Uh, they're finally getting something from D'Amico Ryans as a coach. Might be the guy who can really get things done there. Yeah. Or at least get the defense excited for a preseason game. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> it is. I mean, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. But this will be an interesting group. They Wow, they added Gasecki this year as well. Cole Strange. Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery out there. Wide receiver. They've added. Um, Was the other wide receiver they just grabbed out? Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes. Uh, we'll see who they start. Uh, the new trend of not playing your your quarterbacks. Uh, I love that Packers played Jordan Love personally. Yeah, it's good uh, because he needs timing, he needs rhythm, he needs to do it at game speed against somebody who isn't his own team uh, in what is not a safe practice environment. I mean, it's still kind of practice, but you know, in front of seventy thousand people. Uh, This one will be in front of 80,000 people or so because it will be a Packers home game. The one home game we have in the three-game preseason that we have. Also, the Patriots will be doing a uh, joint practice with the Packers this week. Yeah, So that will be fun. I think they'll start in the next day or two, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I believe. So, yeah, that will be a fun one. It will be interesting. Big things, again, I want to see. I want to see Jordan Love continue what he's doing. I want to see what goes on with those running backs. I want to see wide receivers, you know, four through eight. Uh, and I want to continue seeing how that line is gonna shake up. Uh Sean Ryan is a guy who did not ball out. I've been hearing in camp that he was looking good. Um, I didn't see much when we were there that made me think better or worse of him, but he he got owned. In this game this week. He did not look good. He he did not. He he, he got knocked to the ground a couple of times. He, he had no base. Um, Yeah, I, I did not think much of what he was doing. So there's enough depth on this Packers offensive line that we might be saying goodbye to Sean Ryan at some point here. But, yeah, that's kind of where we are. What else are you looking for, Josh? Um, just, you know, getting
1: the rhythm with the ones. We play them a little bit. Um, yeah. I didn't really see who's the wide receiver for no, through 8 cuz no, I mean nobody at past that is really safe. Yeah. And then see if Valentine continues to play well and just I just enjoy having good special teams. Yeah. I, I just I'm so happy.
0: Kenny Clark still on the injury report. Uh Tyler Goodson on the injury report. I guess he hurt his knee this year the one he hurt last year. Uh Tyler Davis ACL, he's just done. He tore it. yeah, he tore yeah. it. Sean Gary still on the injury report questionable. 3 Carpenters questionable and he needs to get on the field. Uh, for hopes here, but it doesn't look like Jair Alexander's on the list this week uh, or Bakhtiari. But obviously, that's all subject to change. Yeah. All right. Uh, the only couple of things to say about Badgers are the the biggest talk coming out of Badger camp is the receiving core. Yeah. Uh, the depth on this receiving core has been something that people have been talking about. Obviously, we got uh, you know a couple people in there who have been new to this team, uh, and it's you know it, it's fun to see. That there's there's a lot of guys in here. Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, there's been a couple of guys who were talked about as different. Uh, you know, it changed up a ton. So we have. I'm just trying to see all the names that we have here. First off, I feel good about this schedule here. So they're going to be opening up with with Buffalo, then Washington State, then Georgia Southern before they get to Purdue, Rutgers, Iowa. Um, but yeah, this receiving core starts starts adding some guys who are going to be interesting going forward. Uh, Skylar bell will Pauling, uh, out there in the, you know, the new offense, which is going to be very pass friendly. So we'll also see Braylon Allen, hopefully catching passes as well. Cause it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with these guys. Uh, and that's kind of where he's, he's going to have to show more because this team is going to be airing it out a lot more. Um, Still we got um i am forgetting the names of some of these guys coming out of uh, USC. CJ Williams. That's right. CJ Williams and you know, just getting a little bit of the uh Didn't, of the new um, guys coming in here too is just gonna be a lot of fun to see. Who's the
1: dude who saves gonna transfer to Minnesota on transfer and he's he open his transfer portal again? <laughs> oh, um
0: shoot, why can't I think of his name? Um yeah. Sorry, I I just I don't have it right now, but I, I know who you're talking about, uh, and I'm just losing because he had that one, one year there where he 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 did well, and then thought he was going to be something bigger than he was, and then it didn't didn't quite work out. Um,
1: and then he saw the that Fickle was coming, and he's like, oh okay, and then he's transferred.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, just trying to see where we are on the current death chart, and I just like looking at. Um, Our Lads is one of the groups I use most for death charts because I think they're better. It's easier to deal with than a lot of what they got here. So, yeah. Uh, Pauling, who's a transfer, uh, as well as uh, Bryson Green, is a the guy they've been talking about a good bit as another transfer, uh, junior transfer. The two sophomore transfers, CJ Williams and Will Pauling. And then Jamari DK up there. Cantes Lewis looked really good last year. Skylar Bell looked good last year. Uh, seeing all those guys, um, Quincy Burroughs was a guy some people were talking about a lot this year. He's a transfer um, I'm Trying to from Cincy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's one of the Cincy guys. He's, a, he's 6'3", 208. He's going to be a big physical guy who's going to be able to get a lot of stuff done out there. Uh, Will Pauling also transferred. Not transfer. so big. Yeah, not 5, as big. 5'10", 187. Yeah, coming at us from Cincy again, though. So those are two guys who are going to be interesting to see. C.J. Williams is the sophomore out of USC who came over, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, One of the other big stories is Jake Renfro, another Cincy transfer, uh, who was all AAC or whatever last. Yeah. Yeah, he was um, all-conference center. Uh, He's been hurt, so he has not started, and he is likely to, uh, I guess, maybe miss the first game or two, depending. Uh, He's going to miss most of this training camp, though, at least before he steps in there. So uh, we're hoping to get him in. Bringing back a lot of guys here, graduate student uh, Michael Fortnoy, still at guard, along with Tanner Bartolone, uh Jack Nelson, and uh, Riley Malman out at tackles. So that could be interesting. Uh, we did have some massive changes at tight end. Um, we had uh, I don't remember the one guy who re- he actually retired. Uh, he had a medical retirement, That's so right. we lost. Yeah. And then and, um, Cundiff you yeah, know, that, is in the portal. Yeah, so we lost two guys. One retired one's leaving. So Jack Pugh right now, uh, redshirt sophomore, is looking to be the starting tackle on this team. But, tight man, end. tight end. I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, we still have Braylon Allen in what is almost certainly his last year in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, and Ches Malusi gonna... came back, which was a big surprise to he's me. He's not playing in the NFL. Yeah. Um. Tanner Mordecai still holding on that first spot. Braden Locke uh, talking a lot, too, about getting good, good years out of him. He's a redshirt freshman transfer. So is Nick Evers. So there's there's so much going on here. Uh, redshirt still uh, Miles Burkett from last year, who we saw at the end of the year looking pretty good. And Cole LaCrue, who is a um, the true freshman, who's already on the team. And then, of course, next year they'll be adding Mary uh, Matower. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of quarterback stuff going on here. It uh, should be really interesting to watch this team. A lot of young talent around here. This receiving core has got me actually very excited about this season, what this is going to look like. Uh, looking at some of the guys we got transferred. The number of transfers on this team right now and freshmen is kind of insane. Uh, Jace Arnold is a freshman, backup cornerback. Uh, we're still seeing some of these other names coming in yet, it looks like, because we still have Ricardo Hallman, uh, Jonas... The freshman clona is, is a freshman. Our
1: backup four besides our top two corners. It looks like yeah. all of our guys are new besides our top two from last year. Yeah. Well so, wait. We, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Jay Shaw and Cedric
0: Dort are not coming back. Right. Jong Meta and Turner are still there, uh holding down the inside of the line, even though Turner had his moments uh in the off season. Uh you can look that up yourselves. Uh Latu got some love as one of the top Eight safeties in the league I mean the big yeah. 10 this year so he should be interesting to watch as well um yeah the defense I think will still be good I'm I'm mostly excited about the offense and the way they're changing it up I'm going to be way yeah. more open
1: uh he took Luke Fickle took Cincinnati to the college football playoff yeah we're comparable and Wisconsin's better like if he can do that with Cincy he can do it with us
0: yeah, and I think that trying to see these first couple games is going to be the biggest part. Um, yeah, was it was like Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico, wherever, I mean, well, I'm sorry, that's last year's teams. Um, like I said, Buffalo, Washington State, some of those teams, that's going to be a good start to this year to get an idea of who this team is and what are they going to look like. And the biggest thing is, is this team going to be legitimate in the West this year, or are we waiting till next year or the year after for him to really get rolling with this team and his recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year's recruiting class looks great. The The 2025 class is starting to round in pretty well as well. So, yeah, well, I, I'm excited for what it looks like and what it can be. And we'll just have to wait and see if, like we said, the excitement for this year is the amount of transfers, the young talent, the new quarterbacks, the new wide receivers. Uh, it's completely different on that offense, except for, well, we got a new center. To replace the All American Center who got drafted and is playing in the NFL. And then also the um we've got, you know, Braylon Allen still there. Yeah. And Braylon
1: Allen will see, you know, less probably rushes per game, but um, you know, more pass catches. And that'd be good for him for NFL Scouts.
0: I think it'll also open up a lot of things because I don't think he'll be seeing an eight man box this year unless it's a run only situation. Yeah, unless it's a goal line. Yeah. Really. So I think they're gonna see. He's going to have a lot more room to move out there, and that's going to help out the offensive line look better. It's going to make him look better if they can actually pass effectively, which has been a thing that has happened a couple times in Badgers history here. We're like <laughs> We had Russell Wilson. We threw the ball pretty effectively. Not all the time, but effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple guys like that. So, yeah, we'll hopefully we can see some more of that. But that's where we are. Getting ready for Badger football. I'm excited. Everything coming through. Uh, beginning of season 6 here guys. We are all excited for some football and getting ready to go here again. Uh, but the teams that are actually playing games right now, we have the Milwaukee Brewers. And so that's where we are still is we're still talking about uh you know, I, I, we put them at the end because once the Packers are here, Packers are story one. You know, they are the A block. Uh football comes first here, but the 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 uh the Brewers uh you know, they had a rough I'd I say this since we were last year, because uh, we, we didn't broadcast last week. We took the week off uh, coming back here, but they take two out of four against the Pirates. Uh, and that's one they should have just gotten three. They should have gotten three. Yeah. Um, they kind of had to fight out the game Saturday, uh, get the 3 2 win. Uh, they come back then with the Rockies at home. I mean, this is Pirates at home, Rockies at home. We said this is where you have to make, hey, you know, make hay while the sun is shining, and uh, they lose a series to the Nationals, split a series with the Pirates, but then come back and win two out of three against the Rockies. You should win all three. Yeah, Rockies are terrible. They're the worst team in the National League. Um, that 7-3 to three loss was ridiculous. And, in, you know, I blame uh, Lane Grindle because yes. <laughs> we talked about this. If you watch the game on TV – no, I'm sorry. We were listening on the radio at the time, too. If you're watching on, on TV, if you're listening to the radio at the same time, though, uh, Lane Grindel says, well, at this point, Brewers are up. Uh, I think it was 2 nothing at that time and feel pretty good. Uh, so far, the Rockies only have three hits against the Brewers and they haven't had a lot of luck. It, they hit home runs in the next two batters, hit home runs, and took a 3-2 lead. It was like, come on. It was, yeah, so it was 2-1 and became 3-2. And uh, that was it, because then they, they put up a couple more, got a, a crooked inning, and I blame Lane Grendel for mentioning that the Rockies were, were dead. And uh, if he were with the Orioles, he'd have been suspended. Or fired. Yeah, yeah. or something. Uh, Just, that's so petty that the Orioles did that. <laughs> well, that announcer has since said also that uh, that wasn't everything. Like, there was more to it, but I don't know. You got to say that because you want to get back in the air. <laughs> Uh, then the Brewers go to Chicago, but they do so to the south side, and they play the White Sox. They uh, We swept them. Yeah, it's a, it was a rough sweep. It was uh, close. So many first, games were nine. The first two games, the number of 10-inning games, extra-inning games the Brewers have played in the last week is awful. They win two out of three in extra innings this week. But, I mean, you got to keep this bullpen strong. We had one bad day where Pagaro – Gets gets beat up there, and that doesn't happen a lot, but he gives up a couple of runs there, and I think that was the, the 7-3 game there. Um, We get one, we come back, we win extras there, we get the 7-6 win over the White Sox, we get the 3-2 win over the White Sox, and then we actually got up 7-0 on the White Sox and give up 3 in the ninth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it didn't matter in the long run there, but uh, it was nice to give that kind of lead where we didn't have to play Williams at all. We could pitch Chafin in yeah. the 8th. And we brought up Uribe on the 12th, I think, right? He
1: got his first career... First
0: career save. Save, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that was because Williams pitched the ninth, and then we win in the 10th, and he gets the save on the 3-2 win. Yeah, So that yeah, and then fun. Williams gets the win. Yep. So that was fun. Those are a good group. But the reason we said you have to make Haywell Sun is Shining is because it's going to be rough <laughs> for the next several days. Uh the next six days here, Tuesday through Sunday is going to be at LA to play the Dodgers. And then in uh, Arlington to play the Rangers. And that is a rough stretch. both uh, Ber- teams are
1: spending like
0: three times what we are. Yeah. So right now the Brewers have a three and a half game lead coming into Monday here. And I don't know. I didn't look to see if the Cubs did anything today. Uh, three games has basically been the largest lead any team has had in the division this year. So three and a half is a, crazy huge lead right now for what the Na- the uh, National League Central has been. And um, the Brewers have to win four out of... They have to go four and two here. Like, they need to get at least one win in each of these series to be able to hold on to that because the Cubs are yeah. playing nobody. Like, they're n- they are not going to have a rough... Stri- well, I guess they are playing Toronto, so that that would be one there, but they're also... I think they're playing... Uh, if I find that correctly, they were going to play... The Cubs are going to... Toronto's better than the Cubs true yes no Toronto's gonna beat them I think uh the Cubs won those that's I trying to remember who else they got uh starting tomorrow Cubs will be playing against sorry this is terrible they got the White Sox so yeah they're playing a terrible team they're gonna play them on the north side uh team we just swept they're gonna get a chance to go do the same thing after they get the White Sox though the oh I'm sorry the Cubs then play the Royals the Reds are playing the Blue Jays is what I'm thinking so I don't think the Reds are going to be the issue because the Blue Jays are going to be at the Reds, even though they're playing in Cincinnati. Uh the Cubs are going to get the White Sox and the Royals. Two of the worst teams in baseball right now. Uh sorry, to my three of the worst teams home. in baseball right now. Oh yeah. So they they get uh, uh, several teams there, but then after they get through the Royals, uh w- they'll get to play the Tigers, and we'll play the Twins. So Twins at home, Padres at home after that, and then we'll finally get the Cubs. Uh, we'll play them in Wrigley to end out the month of August. But yeah, you got to fight your way through the Dodgers. Burns will be pitching one of those. Getting Woodruff back was huge. Yes, Peralta has been getting hotter and hotter as the years have gone on. If those three uh, can be who they are, then that's that's good news for for the Brewers going forward. Because Woodruff looked great. He uh, did uh, in that game. And Freddie Peralta had a six inning shutout. Six shutout innings with six strikeouts on Sunday. So, yeah. Uh, Burns has looked much better recently. He did not look good in his last outing, but, I mean, he, he can if he can pitch anything like his former self and we can get Woodruff and Peralta continuing to do what they've been doing recently, getting better as they go, yeah, we can take two out of six here against these teams, and then maybe we can beat the yeah. Twins twice. We'll have to see how this is all going to work out. But, yeah, the next game it's going to be – uh, Dodgers coming up here in L.A., which is the other terrible part is we're going to have to see. Well, we're going to have Hauser going against Miller. Uh, so that's a rough start right there out in Ravine. Yeah. But also, they're going to be late games, people. These games are going to start at 9 p.m., 9, 10 p.m. first pitch. Uh, so it's going to be a hard couple days here, Tuesday, uh Wednesday thursday and then friday saturday sunday against the the rangers here but those west coast games can be just brutal but yeah they're gonna get some good national coverage because it's gonna be two division leaders the uh currently the two and the three seed uh in the national league playoffs as things are looking right now so that's that will be interesting do you, you think they get two out of six here i think so do you think they get three
1: that's pushing it i think if we do get three it'll be against the rangers okay I was gonna say well, two against the Rangers. Is what I'm saying, I
0: don't think we would have a better shot against the Dodgers. Just that—that that was just my feeling on it. Rangers have been on a, on a better tear, I think, recently. Um, so we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get Kersaw against Miley, and then we'll have Burns against Lynn. Lance well, uh, Lynn's Thursday. not been that good this year. No, that well, it's been good enough. So yeah, the problem is we're gonna go with four, five, one on our pitchers against the Dodgers, I guess. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Canna um, and Santana, the Canna Santana show. Santana's been Santana, tearing Kana, it lately. Uh, they have both been playing very well, uh, getting a lot of hits here. Monasterio has been doing very well on, on a good tear. Yelich continues to be, you know, consistently good, and getting a little bit better at our at our batting here so far. So that's been much much appreciated in terms of what we we saw early in this season. So i will just try to look at, what is it, our last 30 days, our our batting as a team, uh, let's see, who's got the best OPS, let's just go with batting average, so Braves still batting 290 as a team, which is a ridiculous thing to know is true, Uh, Brewer still not doing well, 17, 17, 245, 245 as a team over the last 30 days, okay, so... Uh, let's go with OPS. C- the Cubs are hitting 281 over the last Yeah, month. they've been they've been the yeah, last been bit here. They've been good. Actually, the Royals are fifth in OPS over the last 30 days, so maybe they can help us out against the Cubs. This is coming up time here. Cubs have had a significantly uh, easy stretch here as well, but the Brewers didn't take advantage of our easy stretch. We're 21st in OPS in the last 30 days. So it's not a vast improvement, from where they've been, but we've been scoring more runs more recently, it feels like. Uh, So I think that that's that's something to be said for this team. Uh, And I'm trying to see if the numbers bear out what I'm feeling here. But yeah, the Brewers 14th in runs scored over the last 30 days. 125, one behind Baltimore, two behind the Reds, and uh, (laughs) four behind the Cardinals who continue to not win. Um, but in terms of runs scored, yeah, Cubs second with 174, Braves 182, Dodgers 159. So that's a rough stretch there. What are you looking
1: for? The Royals are the only team in the last month to have 10
0: triples. Oh <laughs> Yeah.
1: They're the most, any team in the past month.
0: Yeah, and the Royals got an inside the park. Oh, and oh. they're tied with Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks had 10 as well. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't want to talk about those. Triples are such a weird thing, so it's hard to kind of lock in on that. All right. That's kind of all we've got. I'm not going to go into anything with a um, one, one of our, our our normal last calls here because we've had a lot to digest at this point, a lot to get into and I don't I didn't you know with going over all of those I didn't go into Northwoods League which is most of the way through the second half. Maybe we'll catch up some with that next week. Uh, next week we should have Aaron back, but it's always great to have our in-house draft consultant uh with us again. So thank you for joining us, Josh. Of course. And uh, anything else you wanted to add before the end of the show?
1: Uh, well, as name implies, draft consultant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, started some <laughs> some research, not a lot. He has. But um, some tackles this year. Okay. Top who's the, 10. Who's, who's the one you're looking at? Olu Fashanu from Penn State. But that's he's like a top five pick, so we're not getting him. Unless we are just the worst team ever.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah. Well, or if the Jets are. Hopefully. <laughs> or we trade up for him. Because if Rodgers uh, starts 65% and they're terrible...
1: Then that's a, that's a top 10 we pick, We get maybe. an early pick, yeah.
0: I don't know if that's going to happen. I yeah. think they're going to be an okay team. I think so. I think they'll be a you know 9-win team, 10 maybe. I'm going to want them to lose just for the Packers. I don't really care about it for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not like against the Jets. I just... I'd, yeah, and I don't care what Aaron Rodgers does, but I do want the Packers to have better draft picks, especially if it means that a different team loses to give us a better draft pick. It's yeah. like... Win win because normally <laughs> to get a higher draft pick, we'd need to lose, and I don't want us to lose. Yeah, but uh, if somebody else can lose and give us those higher draft picks, then boom! Uh, like that one year we rooted against the Saints because, yeah, they, that was it. Just wanted them to lose, not because I had any animus against the Saints, uh, or that they was They're mad. Great, yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, let's get a better draft pick. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us again for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports talk. Uh, welcome to season six, everybody. Uh, this is where we are, and uh, you can remember to follow us on X for all of our wonderful Xs, uh, whatever we call them. I' it's it saying post is dumb because that's already what Facebook was. Um, but you can follow us on Twitter, Xing, whatever it is. And uh, the show is at Scotty Johnny Pod. We are at. Not so humble host, meaning myself, the Royal Week. And Aaron is at not, he's at Cheddar Talk. uh, And Josh is at Josh Barn 66, right? Get to it, people. Boom. All right, everybody, thank you again. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.